Welcome to the Next Level Business Podcast for entrepreneurs who are looking to take their business and wealth to the next level. Live. Welcome to the Next Level Business Podcast. This is Josh Pather here. I'm here with Shane. What's going on, bro? What's going on? So today we're going to be covering commercial real estate, how I made $185,000 with my commercial real estate. The first deal I did, uh, first of many, and uh, not first deal, first commercial deal that I did, uh, didn't think I would ever sell it, especially this fast. Uh, and make this much, but we're going to dive into the entire process, how I got in there, how it started, what I did with it, how I improved it, um, listing it for sale, uh, tax benefits, the the savings that, that I had, and we're going to dive into the whole thing. So when you come out of the other side, you'll understand this entire deal and how you can do it for your business. Anything to add to that, Shane? Yes. Yeah, let me preface this by saying I knew you would sell it fast. <laughs> I knew you'd sell it quick. I knew that you would uh, be doing this often. I knew you'd be creating a new revenue stream from this. And I knew that it would be another uh, business line that you were going to be doing for the next 20 years. You want to know how I know that? How? Because <laughs> every good business owner that I knew in banking, they all did it. And everyone that did it built a brand new revenue stream of wealth through it. They became new creatures and I knew you were going to do the same thing. I love it, man. I actually, I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed the process. You know, people don't want to, don't want to put effort into things. You know, when I bought that building, there was just, it just needed some effort, you know, and I was able to put that effort in there and, uh, you know, reap the rewards off it. Got my dog in here. <laughs> Come on, go outside. So yeah, I was able to to fix up the building, and then um, I was able to you know flip it, and along the way, able to save money on that. So, starting off, how we found the building. So, we drove by every day on the way to my lease, which I was leasing at the time. Uh, I had two thousand square feet for. Uh, I was paying. 1600 maybe yeah about 1600 uh and my lease was coming to an end every day i drove past this building this building would uh it was for sale for a long time and no interest in it, it used to be a daycare actually uh so one day i just got tired of it i went up to, i went up to the lady and i was like hey can you owner finance the building for me and she's like no this is my retirement i can't do that so i was like all right fine then me and you had a meeting. You came over uh, to the office one day. We were hanging out late. Uh, and then you're like, let's go over there right now. And then we drove into the parking lot. And then you got out your mortgage calculator. I'll never forget this. Uh, you almost got hit on the way over there. You're like, man, you got someone cut you off. You remember that? <laughs> I do. Yeah, someone cut you off. You're so upset about it. But you let it go as soon as you, you started calculating those mortgage payments. <laughs> we were in the parking lot. And uh, we had our cars there. There was nobody in the building at that time. And uh, we're like, man, this is a great, this is a great building. You know, you're getting the, the building for free. Just the dirt, the cost of the dirt was, uh, was uh, you know, I bought it for 500000 You're like, you're getting the building for free. 
you know, it's a, it's on a high traffic road, a lot of traffic. One of the main arteries of Harlan, Arapahoe Road, uh, if you're familiar with the area. And so, um, yeah, you're like, oh, you got to buy this. You got to buy this. And you just kept saying that. And I'm like, man, how am I going to do this? There's no, like, I couldn't even conceive in my head, like, how am I going to do something like this? How is little old me with my little old business going to do something this big and massive buying my own building? You know, I just couldn't, like, uh, I don't know. And I, and I think there's a lot of people who have that kind of mindset, too. Or it could just be me, but, you know. When you think no, it's, not, it's not just you, man. That that is that's a that's a way of life for most people, man. That's the roadblock in their minds. Yeah. And I'm so glad we're having this discussion because that is the most critical piece. You've got to wrap your head around every business owner needs to buy a building, right? I'm writing a book about it right now. The book is finished. We're in editing phase, whatever, but uh hoping a few months this thing will be finished. But the book is about why small business owners need to buy their own building. And one of the biggest chapters in the book is, you know, you need to do it. Now you get as a business owner, let's say that doesn't have a pocket full of cash, right? All those business owners, and that is the lion's share of business owners. How do they, 90% of the business owners wrap their head around, how are they going to come up with the money? It is such a critical question, but you can't give up, right? It's the mindset of, I'm going to figure out a way. And that's the key element. You've got to figure out a way, just like the same, you were at the same crossroads. How's little old me going to figure out how to do this? Little old me. But you got it done. But the first thing is ask on the commercial side, will you carry the note? It happens all the time on the commercial side, all the time. I went up to the door. I just knocked on the door and she came out and I asked her straight up. I ain't got nothing to lose, man. I had to get the job done, you know? And, and I know I sleep better at night knowing that I tried. Yeah, I tried. It took 30 seconds to get that question out, right? That's it. And now I can check that off my list and, you know, I can go on with my life and find other means to make it happen. So let's so, talk through how you actually made it happen. Owner uh, finance got shot down. Yep. Right. So your next route, you thought you were going to go to the bank and put how much down? No, I didn't even get that far. The, the, what I did was. I called the listing agent, the realtor on there. Uh, now me and this guy, and this guy has been a blessing to me, honestly. Shout out to Mike. So I called Mike. Mike tells me, hey, yeah, you know, I'll meet you at the building, whatever. I'm like, okay, fine. So the next day, uh, we, we I met Mike up there. He shows me around. Uh, and uh, I was like, man, I really like this. It's perfect. It's close to my house. It's it's like ten minutes closer to to uh, to my house than where I was at the time, so I'm like, okay, like, what do I do next? And then uh, Mike, the realtor, he said, man, I got a guy, I got a guy that can do this building for you, no problem. Uh, he'll you know he'll finance it for you, blah blah blah, whatever. I said, okay, fine, send me his information. So he puts me in touch with Reliance Mortgage. Uh, the guy's name is Mike Anderson, and we're going to get him on the podcast. This guy's a grade A badass. Uh, this is the guy. This is the he guy. Made right. it happen. He made it happen. So he puts me in contact with them. We start going back and forth now. We put an offer in on the building. Uh, I think it was listed for five fifty. I got it down to five hundred thousand. So we get it down to five hundred. She accepts the offer as is. Uh, and then, you know, we got to try and get this thing financed now. So for two months, we're going back and forth with the bank, with uh, Reliance Mortgage, with 
with Cody and Mike at, at Reliance Mortgage. Uh, and they're trying to get me approved now for, for this based on my, my business, based on my financials. Now, luckily, at that time, we actually had a, a, a big sale, one of the biggest sales we ever did. In one day, we did uh, we did 80 grand sales worth of photo booth uh, at, the, at that time. And so we had we had for the first time we had like a decent like close to 200 sitting in in the uh uh in the account let okay. me ask you this did did you did you do the sale because you knew you needed to raise more funds for the building it just it just happened coincidentally okay it happened coincidentally and we had enough funds uh to close on the building so uh i called mike at the reliance so it it comes down to the week before we're supposed to close. And then Mike calls me and he's like, man, I don't know what's going on with the bank. They, they can't do it. Uh, so, so then I, I called the realtor and I tell the realtor, I, said, I told Mike, the realtor, I was like, Hey man, the bank is not approving my loan. We have to pull out. There's no way we can do that. And he's like, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. You're going to buy this thing. We'll make it happen. He's like, I'll call you back. Now the realtor is telling me that he, that he's going to call me back when I called him and told him we can't do this thing. Okay. So he, what he does now is he calls Mike, the realtor calls Mike Anderson at Reliance Mortgage and, and convinces him to hard money loan, hard money loan, the money for me to buy this building. And then I, I can refinance it with the bank later once we figure out what the hiccup is. Okay, so, so the bank after, shoots you down. Bank shoots me down. Now so I don't know exactly what the problem was, but they but they shot you, you can't get it done in time. So you reach out to Mike Anderson, and he's going to agree to hard money you the whole amount of money. The no, whole- no, I, I called the realtor and tell him to pull out the deal. Then the realtor calls Mike Anderson, and Mike Anderson says, uh, "No, no, we'll we'll hard money. We'll lend you a hard money loan." To, to, to get the deal and then you can refinance it within one or two months. Okay. Cause refinancing is easier, right? Yes. Okay. Just from a banker's perspective, just, and for you guys out there, refinancing is easier. So Mike calls me. I remember this conversation. I'll never forget it. He's like, Josh, you seem like a nice guy. And this guy only knows me for like a month now. Right. He's been, he's didn't know me from anyone else of his customer. He's like, Oh, you know, you got a good business here. Your, your financials are looking good. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to write you a check, uh, you know, for the, uh, I'm going to hard money you this loan. And then, you know, in, in, uh, in 30 days or in two months, uh, you know, we're going to refinance it with the bank and we're going to get you out of it. You know, so maybe I'll have to make one payment, uh, to him, you know, for the hard money. And, uh, yeah, so that's exactly what happened. So we closed on time. Uh, we, he hard, he did a hard money loan on that. We closed. He cut the check, you know, to the bank or whatever. However, they did it. I can't remember exactly all the details. And then they, within thirty days off that, I think I made one payment on it. Within thirty days off that, I refinanced it with the bank. And I actually, I called the bank directly, and I said, "Look, what exactly is the problem?" Because prior to that, everything is going through the broker, right? Reliance Mortgage is kind of like you know a broker day find the best deal. They work with local banks and stuff. I called the bank and I said, Hey, what's the, what's the actual problem here? I got the money. I got the money for the down payment. I got 200 grand in the account, you know, uh, that's, that's enough for the down payment and you know, the reserves that you want us to see plus all the cash flow that's coming in every month. 
So she was like, uh, send me your bank statements. Cause I guess they were sending her some old bank statements, which didn't meet their criteria. So I sent her the, the statements directly. She says, okay, this looks good. We can make this work. So at that point, we were able to finally close 30 days later. We got the deal done. It was, uh, it was 20 year, uh, M with a 5%. I think the interest rate is 5%. So the, the payments on that were about 20, 2,500 a month, somewhere around there. And you put a hundred, you put a hundred grand down, right? Yeah. A little bit over a hundred. So you did a $500,000 purchase price. Bank generally wants 20% down, which is about a hundred grand in that situation. And that's yeah. what you did. So you got five down. Cause I, I mean, the check I brought was about 160,000. Okay. I remember going to get that check at the bank. It was the biggest check I wrote at the time. <laughs> so, yeah. So write that check. We go to the bank. We, we close that. Uh, and so we get the deal done. We get the, uh, we go to the city, you know, get approved. We move in. And then this was like, I think we move in like May and then like June, all the AC units break. <laughs> this, there's four, five, ten, four, five, ten AC units on there. Now, for a 5,000 square foot space, you actually don't need four. There was only four because they uh, quantified that against the number of people that were supposed to occupy the space because it was a daycare. So there's going to be, you know, a, a more than average amount of people in there. So, um, yeah, I, and I replaced one unit, which <laughs> one out of the four, and then I, I, re, I redo some uh, ducts. So that, uh, you know, the air can get pushed to the right places. Cause we're actually not, you know, the office is in the front, but like the back of the warehouse and stuff like that, it's not, uh, really being used. So yeah, I got to get that replaced, then replace the next unit just a couple of months later. You know, that's a couple grand. That's I'd say about 10 grand there for the both units. Um, and then, uh, we had to replace all the ceiling tiles. I think that was maybe 2000 to do that some paint, um, some carpet tiles, just cosmetic stuff, you know, to get it kind of up to par there. So what you got there, you writing down the numbers? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm writing down some other stuff too, man. But uh, one thing I want to talk about is at the time you needed new space anyway, right? Oh, yeah. You yeah. had outgrown your space. You had about 2000 square feet and you yeah. needed more. This was going to be 5,000 square feet. Yeah. And what was it going to cost you if you were to rent again, a 5,000 square foot building instead of buying this building, what was it going to cost you? Oh, it was going to cost me five, 5,000 a month. So I, the place I was leasing, they had a space right across from me for, for which was 5,000 square feet. And the, I inquired about that space, which was, which was 5,000 a month and 5,000 square feet. Yeah. And in order to do that, you are probably going to have to sign a three to five year lease. Yeah, it was right? a five year, it was a five year lease. Five year lease. So if you do the math on that, that's $60,000 a year as a business owner that you're leasing. And you're going to do that for five years. So you multiply that by five. That's $300,000 that you would have spent with that five-year lease. And what do you have to show for that at the end of that five years, bro? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. You have nothing to show for it. All you have done is you've made a landlord richer. And we always talk about this concept of, of hey, we need to buy a house because we don't want to make the landlord richer. But in business, it's even more magnified because... 
you know, on a home, you may only stay there two or three years, right? And so sometimes to buy and sell homes, you pay a lot getting in, you pay a lot getting out. So sometimes you may not make a whole bunch of money unless, you know, the market really goes your way or you got some kind of great deal. But on the business side, you plan on being there a long time and you're not going to close up your business in two or three years. Your goal is to have a business around for the next 20. Yeah. And so you will be able to get a building paid off in that amount of time. And if you do what Josh did, you're going to buy a building. And then about three years later, you're going to sell that building or rent it. And you're going to go buy a bigger building. <laughs> and then you're going to you're going to repeat that process about four or five times over the course of 20 years. And the hope is, especially those listening to this podcast, you know, we're all about uh, building wealth through real estate is hopefully you have four or five buildings that are paid off and you've got a commercial uh, real estate venture that you're you know, hopefully 100, 200, 300,000 a year on, on all these properties, hopefully they're worth about $10 million and you get all of that paid off. That's the goal. And it, it will happen. I promise you as a business owner, when you buy that first one, something just switches in your mind about how you want to duplicate the process. And I remember that having that conversation with you, bro. Specifically. Yeah. I was, I, I told you I'm never going to sell this one. That's what I said. I exactly said that to you. I was like, bro, I'm yeah. never going to sell this. <laughs> And what did I tell you? And you were like, no, this is this is just the first one of many. And I was like, this guy doesn't know me. And I didn't know myself. And all the best business owners, they do the exact same thing. So, you know, I only knew that because I'd seen so many guys do it. And I was a real estate guy. And, and what happens after you digest the first one, you realize, you know what? That wasn't hard. That was actually a brilliant thing. It's one of the best things I've ever done. Let's do this again. One of the and best. You know, real estate has created more millionaires than any other asset class out there. And there's a reason why it's not hard. It's a very simple thing. Once you get it stabilized, it's very easy. And it's uh, it's it's a brilliant thing to do, especially as a business owner. So I'm glad you're sharing this story with the people, bro. It's a good story. And I want to thank you for inspiring me to do that. You know, I mean, yeah. if it wasn't for you, you know, I would have probably signed the lease on on that thing right across, you know, and be paying someone else right now. And, and I remember you showed me where that new spot was going to be. And you told me what that was going to be. And I was like, oh, bro, we got to buy a building. You cannot go through that with that lease. Yeah. And, and one thing about the hidden part about the lease that we haven't brought up yet is you sign these massive guarantees. And so even if your business is the one that is signing the lease on a uh, on a commercial lease, you do a personal guarantee, which is a kiss of death, which essentially means that. If you can't pay, they still come after you. If you can't pay, they lock your, the doors to your building and they take everything that you have there. They change the locks. If you have $100,000 worth of inventory, guess what they do? They confiscate that. And, so, and they don't think twice about it. These guys are, these are brutal dudes that are commercial landlords. They don't mess around. And so if you're in dire straits, they don't care. And so the last thing you want to do is sign these big, long commercial lease, leases and have these guarantees along with them. So the best thing you can do is what we're talking about tonight. Buy your own building and look at the amount of money that he saved. So you, how long did you own the building? So uh, June 2018 till right now, pretty much. So you're coming up on three years. Yeah. And you have an offer on the building. We have an offer for 685. Yeah, let's walk through your sale. Okay. Don't mind. 
Yeah. <clears throat> so outside of saving money on the building, being able to operate and grow my business and having enough space to do that and not having this dark cloud over you, which is the landlord uh, who can, you know, come in at any time or, you know, just having to answer to someone, you know, like even with my other my other space, you know, like if we wanted to put up some like a sign or something like that, we had to get permission from the landlord, you know. So not having to deal with all that, knowing that if I paint the wall and I spent $150 on show and William, you know, grade A paint, that it went back into my pocket. It didn't go in that I'm, you know, improving a property of someone else. So we start looking, the market is starting to get hot. Um, I actually moved to the other side of town. And so now I start researching for a different location that's a little bit closer to my house. And we decided to put, put the building up for sale uh, just to see what happens. And COVID also had to do with that because we actually didn't need so much of space uh, when because everybody's working remotely now. So we, d- we put the building up for sale. Uh, the guy who sold me the building, me and him became friends, and now he's uh, selling my building as well. And so he puts the building for sale. We get a ton of uh, showings on it. And so someone made an offer on it. Now, the offer that I accepted uh, was an owner financing deal. There you go. We talked about that early on. Yeah, so many so, deals happen on the commercial side, they end up being owner finance. Yeah, so exactly. you're carrying the note. Yeah, so I'm carrying the note. So these people have agreed to uh, basically put down a certain amount of money. So that they we contracted the price for six eighty five. Uh, they agreed to put down two hundred thousand. Now that's one of the reasons why I agreed to the deal anyway, right? Um, I mean, people are not going to walk away from two hundred. It's substantial enough that I can feel good about the deal, and it's a win win situation. Yeah. Yeah, and let's talk through that. Let's let's say they do walk away. What happens then? Hey, man, we're going to Cabo. <laughs> you get to foreclose and keep the two hundred grand. So you're you're right on. People aren't walking away from two hundred grand. So yeah. that almost solidifies the deal. But even if they did, you get to step. You still own the property, and you get to keep the two hundred. Right. So um, they came. They came to me with the offer. I said, you know what? That ain't a bad deal. I'll do that. Um, and you know, I mean, it helps them out, you know, whatever, that's all good. Um, I'm going to have 200 to be able to invest into other things or my next place. Uh, the next step that needed was to be done, uh, was to do a wraparound mortgage with the current bank that owns that, that has the mortgage on the property. So, uh, me and you discussed this, uh, you mentioned that one of two things could happen. The current note could have a due on sale clause where in which if I sign an executed agreement to sell the building to the new owners, that I would have to pay off the mortgage. Uh, Secondly, uh, we would ask them for permission to do a wraparound mortgage, otherwise known as a wrap or uh, yeah, wraparound mortgage. That's the term for it. So we shot an email off to the bank uh, to ask them, like, hey, this is the situation. We're interested in selling. We want to do a wraparound mortgage. They took about two weeks to come back. I had to kind of push them. 
Now, here's the best part about all this. I sent the email off on a Monday. By next Monday, I didn't hear anything. So I get on the phone with Mike, the realtor, and I tell him, look, the bank, you know, obviously they, they're not going to, they're not fans of this kind of arrangement, right? And so he tells me that Mike Anderson, the guy who originally lent me the hard money loan, is this bank's biggest customer. So he has a lot of pull for them, with them. So he now called Mike and told Mike, hey, I need you to nudge the bank a little bit so that they can get the deal done. So Mike calls the bank, gives them a little push. Same day that afternoon, the, they email me and say, hey, we can do this, but we want to you know, structure it this way and uh, we can do the wraparound mortgage and that's not a problem. So we got approval from the bank. They have approved the deal. Uh, we got uh, attorneys drafting up the contract uh, to make sure, you know, everything's kosher on their end, on the bank's end, on my end as well. Uh, and so that's kind of where everything is at, you know, at this time. Are they letting you keep all of the 200000 So they, uh, they didn't say that I, I have to do it. They asked what I will be doing with it but I didn't respond to them yet. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to probably put a little bit towards it just as a good faith, but I then I need to, huh? I wouldn't put any. All right. All right. All right. So here's the thing about banks. I can tell you this because I was a banker for many years. Yeah. They want as much as they can get. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so for them to sign off on what you're doing, you're right. They don't like to do that. And they don't like to do it just because it's, it's a little messy. Yeah. Right. So they've got their first lien in place and you owe them on that. Then you have a second lien now that you've created and now you're a bank. <laughs> right. And you are now financing uh, the property to someone else. So now they, that comes behind their uh, lien and right. they don't like that. And I can tell you as a bank, if they want to know everything that you've got, they want to know the 401ks. They want to know the IRAs. They want to know that you've got another little account over at Chase that no one knows about. And you've got 50,000 of that. They want to know everything that you do. And the reason is, is because they want to tie a lien against it. So when you go, when, when you do the deal that you did, you have to get approval from the bank. They have to sign off on it. And, and I thought it was a little dicey on what they were going to come back. I'm so glad they came back to you and said that was fine. The next question was, how much of the 200000 are they going to want to keep? Because yeah. the banks that I've worked at, they would want to keep probably half of that. Yeah. Right. And that doesn't that doesn't necessarily help you. Right. Yeah. So you only owe. How much do you owe on the building right now? About three fifty. Three fifty. And here's the cool thing about that. Every month that you made payments, I just I just calculated the numbers about eleven hundred dollars out of your twenty five hundred dollar payment went towards principal. And that's a forced savings account. So over the course of almost three years, you built up, you know, another forty, fifty thousand dollars, and that's why you went from four hundred grand down to three fifty. And so now, when these guys finance from you, they're going to be paying you four eighty five, and you've got three fifty that you owe to the bank. So there's one hundred thirty five thousand there, roughly, that they owe more than you. So you're going to get this additional monthly payment from them above and beyond what you pay to the bank. And that's really cool. So you're going to get a little bit more money every month and you're going to continue to pay the note down until they pay you off. So it's a win-win all the way around, but I would push back on them on that uh, 200,000 and hopefully they will say that keep it all. 
That's your best case scenario. And take that. And they come back to you and say, no, nah, we want 25% of that, which would be what? 50,000. Yeah. <laughs> which that would be fine. But if they say you don't have to pay any at all, and you, you're going to keep it for your cash flow for things that you want to do, maybe another venture, you know, whether you're buying real estate or business, the more powder you have, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the power of knowing people. You know what I mean? You got to meet people. You got to be nice to people. You got to network with people. And, uh, you know, you never know who's going to know another person that can get the job done, you know? And, uh, yeah, people are going to, you know, Mike made, Mike made some money on, on the first deal whenever he, you know, did the hard money loan and then they refinanced it. You know, they, they made some points on there and I'm not mad at, at that. You know, that's all good. We got the deal done. At the end of the day, I still won, and he won. We all won. We're moving forward. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful scenario how that worked out for sure. So out. you ended up selling it for six eighty five. You got about what what in it five twenty five five hundred. Yeah, I would say uh, yeah five twenty five. Okay, so you're going to make one hundred sixty five thousand. You have a forced savings account that you've built up over the course of you know about a three year period of another forty fifty thousand. So at the end of the day, you're going to make you know, close to $200,000 on this deal. That is a, is a huge win for somebody in your shoes. And real quickly, I want to point out, you were going to pay 5,000 in rent. I calculated the numbers here Uh, with the building because you got to pay taxes. You got to pay the note, the taxes and the insurance. That was about 3,800 for you. So you saved $1,200 a month just by having your own building versus renting. And then you also, in addition to that twelve hundred, you got eleven hundred dollars of forced savings account each month, and that's a beautiful thing. And one more point: one thing that's great when you buy a building is you lock in your payment. Your payment is not going to go up again, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. your rent is going to continue to go up. That's and true. generally what they do is they raise every few years, and then when that five years was up, you were going to be. Patted on the back, you know, you gave this guy three hundred thousand dollars, this landlord, and he'd be like, "Hey, here's a new lease at fifty five hundred. He would have got a raise. So not only do you have nothing to show for it, your rent actually continues to go up. But when you buy a building, you're kind of locking in today's rates, you know, because buildings are going to go up too, right? Yeah. You bought it for five twenty five. It's now at uh, six eighty five. Another three years, it's going to be at eight hundred. Another three years after that, it'd be at a million. So you're locking in at today's rates, today's interest rates is in addition to that. And so your payment's never going to go up. You're, you're, you're kind of almost freezing it in time. And that's a beautiful thing versus rent. And that's why you want to you want to do that instead of the other. Yeah. And it's a great time to buy a home building because SBA is making the first six months payments. Come on. So if you need a, if you need to get access to that, uh, we have an affiliate link in the show notes for uh, Fundera. I've taken out a loan with them, SBA loan, uh, and you can uh, guys can check that out. If you're in Texas or in Dallas, you can hit Shane up, uh, and we have a local contact for you as well. So we have a few options. You can send us a, a message, look in the show notes. Uh, my cell phone number is in there. You can text me on that. I'll put you in contact with the right people. But... The moral of the story is never give up. Even if it's just little OU. Right on. Just if it's just little OU. 
because it can be big all you in a couple of years. <laughs> and what what's the new building that you're wanting to buy now? So you're 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 moving out and up, right? Yeah. So the new one, uh, it's sitting on one acre. It's five thousand square feet. It's right off the highway, so it's it has highway visibility. Uh, to some businesses, that's worth it. I think I'm going to be able to leverage it. I'm going to put a sign out there to uh, to put like startaphotobootbiz.com and see what happens. You know, 30,000 cars pass through there a day. So a uh, major highway. Uh, and then space to build in the back, which uh, is perfect for me. So if I buy, the, I, I've locked in the contract on the new place for 850. Um, if I put a new building back there, I'm looking at about maybe 250 for the for the new building. Uh, that property will then be 1.5 million appraised. That, that's beautiful. And that, that building in the back is going to be a metal frame building. That's the best way to do it. And you've done yeah. the zoning on that to make sure you can build it. And it, it you know, you're going to build for 50 bucks a foot instead of building for 200 a foot. Yeah. So keep that in mind, guys. So th- those are the kind of things that you want to do. And he's thought all this, all this stuff through and it works. You can attest to that. We're having a story tonight because it does work. I do want to add a couple things, bro. I want to add in order to get these uh, loans done and get people to buy into what you're doing, you got to have your financials ready at all times. Yep. And I, I worked a little bit on the CFO side with Josh, and I can tell you, man, his his financials were done by the fifth day of the following month, every single month. And he had everything easily accessible. So when a lender says, hey, I need this, this and this, man, he fires it off within five minutes. When SBA says, hey, we need this and this, he fires it off within five minutes. And that moves mountains when you're trying to get buildings done. If you want to partner with guys, if you don't have the cash to make it happen, I'm going to there's a little tip. Partner with somebody that does, because all the wealthy people want to buy real estate, but they need uh, they need people to rent the buildings and they need to find decent deals. So you're going to go to a guy with a decent deal because you're moving in it. And who's going to be the tenant? You. You're going to at least be one of the tenants. Hopefully you can find a multi-tenant, but uh, do not think that you can't make something happen just because you're a little light on cash. SBA will let you do 10% down. Yeah. The new building I'm doing 10%. (laughs) That's crazy. Think about that. You got to, you got a five hundred thousand dollar building. All you got to come up with is fifty grand. If you don't have it, get somebody to give it to you. You know the thing about SBA is you actually can get that in the form of gift funds. So you got a rich uncle, he can give you fifty grand. Your granny, she can give you fifty grand. Anybody can give you fifty grand on an SBA deal. And if nobody is there that has fifty grand, you can always partner with a guy that wants to buy some real estate. So never get up. That's the key. Never give up. Always know that where there is a will, there is a way. If you want it bad enough, you can make it happen. And we can help talk through that. So feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions about that. Yeah, guys, if you want help, you know, you can join me and Shane in the Next Level Mastermind. Right now it's 1200 a year. You get access to us. We can help you walk through deals like this, help you analyze, help you um, uh, point out to see what, what you're missing. Okay, if your books are not clean, uh, that's that's also something we can analyze. We don't do the books. Shane doesn't do the books. We do have consulting programs that we can help you with to point out or advise you on what needs to be done. Uh, also on marketing, 
We can assist you with that SEO, digital ads, all the stuff that we've done that I've done personally for my business. We help uh, businesses uh, by providing these services to you. Okay. For bookkeeping, there's a company that I like called Bench. I'm going to put an affiliate link down in the show notes. Uh, also for payroll, we use Gusto. I'm going to put a link down in the show notes as well. All apps that I use, I recommend. Uh, check them out. It makes your life a lot easier. Uh, with Bench, it's an online accounting firm. So you'll actually get your own bookkeeper. And they have the software that they've made uh, to connect with your banks. Yeah. And I will add to that, you know, 1200 bucks as a business owner, that is peanuts. That's uh that's a hundred a month. And I can tell you, Josh and I talk about this all the time. You've heard us talk about it on this podcast. The biggest mistake that we made was that we did not get good advice, good mentors, good counsel early on in our business. And it will cost you. It doesn't just cost you money. It costs you years. And time is the most precious commodity. Everybody talks about that, but you will waste 10 years because you didn't get good advice when you got going, where if you'd have got that good advice, you'd have been so much further along, so much quicker. You'd be making more money because of it. And you'd stay out of bad deals. Bad deals can cost you a lot of money, much more than a hundred a month. <laughs> so don't look at that as, Oh man, I can't do that. But uh, just, just, you've got to seek out good counsel. You got to get, uh, some wisdom around you. It's the smartest people you can find, get those guys around you. So that that is the word for the day. Yeah, make sure that the guys that you talk to actually have done it. There's so many people out here who claim they know real estate, who claim they know stocks, who claim they know business, but they haven't ran a business. They've never looked at a balance sheet. They've never applied for, the, for a loan. They've never dealt with a bank. No matter what, how much money you have or what stage you are in business, you know, you need to know how to handle a bank, how to walk in there, how to talk to the bankers, how to, you know, negotiate with them, how to talk to underwriting, how to, what questions to ask that kind of stuff. And there's business coaches and business mentors out there, but you know, me and Shane, we bring it to you real. We've done business and uh, we're going to help you through it. And we're sharing our stories and our secrets with you. So make sure to comment below, uh, send me a text. Uh, the phone number is down there in the show notes and uh, happy to help you. Good luck. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Next Level Business Podcast. Take care. See you guys.